He's Gary. I'm Wyatt. She's Lisa. Uh, no, wait. He's Chet. I'm Max. She's Deb. No, that ain't it either. We may be weird, but it ain't science. It's Vikings Report with Drew and Ted. Drewster, how are you? Welcome to episode 63. Ted, I'm doing great, man. If I was doing any better, vitamins would be taking me. Train, say your prayers, eat your vitamins, be true to yourself, true to your country, be a real American. I am doing fantastic. <laughs> I am doing really well, and I'm really glad we're doing Weird Science tonight because it's one of my favorite movies, a John Hughes classic. How you been this week, bro? Good. I hope everybody's Memorial Day weekend is, is going according to plan. Whatever you do this weekend, take a moment to reflect and remember those who gave it all for our country. If you're wondering about next weekend, there will not be a show because this weekend, as you are watching this, depending on what time of the day, I will either be on the road in Canada, almost at my fishing spot, or on a boat, on a lake in Canada, literally fishing. Literally lit up and fishing or just fishing? No, you can't have alcohol in a boat in Canada, so we do all our drinking when we come in for the evening, and it's just as fine. It's just fine. What? Didn't you just go fishing? I did. I went to Lake Erie, yeah, in the good old U.S. of A. You are a fishing professional. I'm amateur at everything I do, completely everything. What's the count going to be this year? How many fish are you going to grab? Because of COVID, you know, Canada and the U.S. had their border closed for like two years or almost like a year and a half, whatever it was. It was a very long time. And there have been no fishing done up in those Ontario waters. And the, the first set of fishing parties have got up there because opening weekend was for walleye was like the 21st. So the first set of folks are leaving as we are getting up there. And, and the, the reports have been absolutely fantastic. Just just tremendous fishing. So really looking forward to it. You know how long it's been since Canada have their own Stanley Cup? It's like almost 20 years, isn't it? 30 years. 29 years. Wow. That's right. I just want to pass along to all you Canada listeners out there. You ain't never getting it back, neither. How about Weird Science? Another 80s movie. Yeah, Ruby. So, Ruby, how are you this evening? And, oh, by the way, do you remember Weird Science or were it like every other movie we've talked about in the 80s? You were like 10 and couldn't watch it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I watched it and I loved it. And I wondered if you could please, when you're in Canada, find Gary's girlfriend in... <laughs> Just let her know that we say hi. Well, what about your girl in um, Canada? She was in Canada. This girl's no morals. You know, I don't. I don't like that one, girl. I will. I will do that. I'll do my best. That holds right up there with uh, Phoebe Cates coming out of that pool with the sprinklers. Yeah, that was one of our '80s sights. Yeah. Also, Kelly LeBrock in that doorway saying these words we will never forget. So, what would you little maniacs like to do first? What you little maniacs want to do next? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Paxton. Another great job by that guy in that movie, Bill Paxton. The late, great Bill Paxton. He was in so many good movies. You stood, buttwad. You too, donkey. Couldn't get laid in a morgue. (laughs) Chad, why are you such a wanker? Why do you have to be such a wanker? Because I get off on it. Because I get off on it. (laughs) (laughs) What a great idea for a movie. All right, so, yeah, welcome to episode 63. Drewster, are you doing well? 
I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thank you, everybody, for liking and subscribing. As you see, like and subscribe to our show. And uh, thank you so much for over 9,000 subscriptions. We're having a, a great time. We're not going to let the offseason slow us down, Ted Glover. Before we move to our offseason stuff, we do have an announcement about a new contest we're having this year. Last year, we did the over-under challenge. We're not doing that. We've got other contests. We're bringing back that we did last year. But this year, we're, we're introducing a new contest. We're calling it the Rook Dog Challenge. You want to post that graphic by the great Lance Bruns. Drewster, you want to tell us about it? Lance Bruns comes through again. You know, that guy's done so much to help us out with our show, the graphics and games, and he's really a good dude. Great selection of animal, by the way, because we have a German Shepherd, which I had to go corral because our gate was open. <laughs> the Rook Dog Challenge is very simple, Ted. All you have to do is correctly guess the offensive NFL Rookie of the Year and the defensive NFL Rookie of the Year. As named by the NFL, right? As named by the NFL. What's the payment, you ask? What's the payment, I'm asking? He's <laughs> it's $100. Great cash, homie. Woo! It's a one-time entry, so you don't need to enter every week. You have up till opening kickoff, Vikings kickoff. The rules are pretty simple. Now, once you've made your entry, you can't change it, right? It's locked in. You cannot change, so all picks are final. And if you pick one offensive player and no defensive player, your entry gets pulled and burned. No! And what do you burn apart from witches? More witches! If you pick one defensive player without an offensive player, pulled and burned. And what do you burn apart from witches? More witches! That's what she said. If you... <laughs> If you submit two defensive players or two offensive players, entry gets pulled and burned. And what do you burn apart from witches? More witches! Because you're probably on meth, and I don't want to give you $100 to go spend on drugs when you win the contest. Be very careful when you enter, because it's a one-time entry. You can't change one offensive, one defensive. You know, if you pick Aaron Donald, he's not a rookie. Pick rookies. It's for the rookie class only. That's why it's called Ted. The Rook Dog Challenge. Oh, nothing gets by Ted. That's it, though. That is our newest contest. I think you have 13, 14 shows before the Vikings kick off on September 11th. So you'll be able to get your entry in. you got plenty of time. But you only enter one time. Yeah, NFL. 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 The entire NFL. Yeah, the entire NFL. Let's, let's get that clear because it's not just not just Viking. You have to get whoever the NFL says at the end of the year, here's the offensive and here's the defensive rookies of the year. If you pick both those guys, you get a hundred bucks. And if more than one happens to get it right, Ted, you know what happens then. Bag of cornucopia. That's right. Ted is on it. You know what? I'm like the anti Billy Huso right now. I just, nothing's getting by me. Pow, pow. Nerd alert. Pow, pow, pow. So to recap, you're going to pick who you think the NFL Rookie of the Year is for defense and the NFL Rookie of the Year is for offense. Entire NFL, not just the Vikings. You get to enter one time. Once you've made that entry, that's it. It's over. If you pick a guy now and he blows out his knee, you're done. You can't submit a, another pick. It's over. One pick, one time only. If you win it, you get 100 bucks and a date with Kelly LeBrock. If we're going to have any kind of fun together, you guys had better loosen up. 
We're done. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. What are we going to have in this show tonight, Ted? Chips, dips, chains, whips. Well, Drew, since the offseason is in its dead period, well, we're going to talk about what we're going to talk about in a minute. But, Drew, what? What time is it? I'm cooler than you are. So why don't you fix your little problem and light this candle? He's right. Light this candle. Yes. <laughs> All right, I'm cooler than you are. Why don't you fix your little problems and light this candle? He's right. Let's light this candle. He surely is. Light the candle. Yes. Resume the countdown. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, like the, the OTA, the second week of OTAs, I'm, we're not going to go over it because it's like such boilerplate stuff. What is it? Boilerplate. Hi there, students. So, a pot boiler. Well, you know what a pot is? It's where you make a stew or you cook. Yeah? Hi, students. Do you have a lot on your plate at the moment? What does this mean? Boiler. Plate. Boiler. Plate. Boiler. Plate. Oh, we're learning a lot. Oh, well, you know, we love the new coach and oh, this and all that. All right, fine. You want to talk about Kirk Cousins a little more? <laughs> no, no. I don't care about Kirk using flashcards to learn the new offense. It's fine. People are bagging on Kirk for that or just stupid. Because I use flashcards to get through flight school. You write stuff down. You write a question down. You write the answer. You learn it a lot better. I'm sick of it all, man. Kirk Cousins has what he needs to get it done here, Dad. He does. And we can't forget the obligatory, oh, we're expecting a big year out of player's name goes here. Uh, okay, so, okay, great, cool. <laughs> OTAs are over, and they're, every OTA for every NFL team is the exact thing. Everybody comes in in the best shape of the career. Everybody loves the new offensive and defensive schemes, and everybody's going to have a big year. There, that's your OTA highlight. Do you have any idea how disrespectful that is? Done. Boom. <laughs> a greasy pork sandwich served in an ashtray. <laughs> How about a nice greasy pork sandwich served in a dirty ashtray? <laughs> All right. Okay. What we are going to do, though, we are continuing the segment we started last week. It's our draft pick review slash depth chart analysis. Last week, we talked about the tight end position and uh, Nick Muse, the seventh round pick out of South Carolina. This week, we're moving the wide receiver. We're moving from last draft pick up to the most recent, and we'll bundle picks as the position warrants. But this week, we're talking about the wide receiver position and the guy drafted in the sixth round pick 191 overall out of Michigan State. Jalen Naylor, I don't even know her. <laughs> How many times are you going to hit that this, this show? That's what she said. <laughs> Hold on a sec before we get started. Can I get an air conditioner turned on? Because my chestnuts are roasting over an open fire. Wow. Right behind you, dummy. Oh. <laughs> so we got Jalen Naylor, six-round pick out of Michigan State, wide receiver. We're going to talk about him in a second, but I want to hear, I don't know about you, Drew, but I'd like to hear what Jalen Naylor, okay, I don't even know her, thinks about getting drafted by the Minnesota <laughs> Vikings, what he brings to the table. Um, I just feel like I can I can be a dynamic playmaker for him. Uh, 
just just trying to come in, just just make plays whenever the team needs me, just do whatever the team, the coach asks me, whatever I got to do, I'm, I'm gonna do it to to 110. This weekend's been kind of long, but um, once I got that call, uh, it, everything changed, man. It was just nothing but happiness and cheers going around. Just me and my family out here right now. Um, and that's who I'm just spending my time with, spending this day with. I feel amazing right now. Definitely the best I've ever felt uh, my whole life. He's pretty fired up, isn't he? He's fired up. He's confident. And look, I, I would much rather have a, a long shot guy with all the confidence in the world talk about making the team than a guy's like, well, yeah, I'm. I'm probably not going to make it. I'm a sixth-round pick, and I'm pretty inconsistent, so we'll just see what happens. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you. Guess I'm too dull to be around. Can't blame you for moving away. Like, no guy's ever going to say that, right? Naylor was a guy that you, me, and Chris Gates, who is our co-co-host on Bikes Report Rewind, were all kind of excited about. What were you excited about? What do you think he can do as a member of the Minnesota Vikings? I think he was kind of dropped down in the draft ranks because it was such a talented and large draft group with the wide receivers, Ted. There are some flaws in his game and some things that they're going to have to work on, but I think there are things that are technique things that Keenan McCardo can teach him and show him. But you got to love the big playability from Jalen Naylor. 2020, he led the Big Ten, which is no slouch conference. We know about that, in average yards per catch with I think 18, 18 or 19. In 2020, he led the Big Ten in that, and he has a propensity for getting open. And Michigan State quarterbacks are not barn burners by any stretch of the imagination. If you watch the Big Ten, you're not going to consider Michigan State currently the cradle of quarterbacks. You'll consider it the cradle of $100 million coaches because Mel Tucker is. Michigan State preparing to offer head football coach Mel Tucker a 10-year, $95 million contract extension. According to the USA Today salary database, Tucker's new deal would put him only behind Alabama's Nick Saban on the list of highest paid NCAAF coaches. MSU started working on a deal after Tucker garnered interest as a possible candidate for the head coaching position at LSU. But not the cradle of quarterbacks. So I'm sorry, I just had to throw that in there. Go ahead and continue. He's got this, what they call like, Blind spot awareness, something like Chris Carter had a lot of. And that's knowing where the defender is going to be, not only defenders that are covering you, but defenders in the whole secondary, having a good feel without actually seeing them, knowing them, feeling where they're going to tackle you from angles or try to cover you. That's how he gets open so much. He's a great open field player. He's a guy you want to get the ball in his hands. That's why, hence the high average in receiving. He kind of has a sense to know how defenders are going to play him. And he uses that to his advantage. And he's got a smaller size. And if he doesn't hit the Laquan Treadwell, get caught on the line with the press coverage, then he's going to have a good shot. He's got to learn how to be a little bit more physical there. That ability you were talking about in in the flying world, we call that air set. And kind of having a a three-dimensional mental picture of what was going on around you and, and your ability to interpret where everything was, where you were in relation to everything else, and how to react accordingly. And I'll tell you, air sense is something, in my experience, you either had or you didn't. Any pilot can can grab the sticks and fly from point A to point B. It's that air sense that separates, in my opinion, a pilot from a really good pilot. And if this kid has that, not and not everybody does. That's one of the things you can't teach is that they call it blind spot awareness. They got, you know, without getting too heavy into the oily hips and the mechanical congruency, you know, we don't like all that, but. That's a good term for 
he knows where to set himself in the receiving zones, and he knows where the guy is, where the defender is going to be. So he has the ability, and he has he's so deceptively fast. That's how he got a lot of long receptions. He's the master of the long reception at Michigan State. Going back to that game last year against Rutgers, 221 yards on five receptions, three touchdowns. If you haven't seen those highlights, go check them out. It's insane. We got him here. We're going to roll him. All right. He had a 65-yard touchdown, another 65-yard touchdown, and I think a 62-yard touchdown. He had a 44-yard catch average in that game. I know it was Rutgers, and I know it's college, but that guy has a knack for the big play, Ted. Go back to the beginning at the great Bishop Gorman High School in Las Vegas, the powerhouse high school he went to. He went to Bishop Gorman 15-0, 15-0, and 13-2. He was 43-2. and In Bishop Gorman, what do they pump out? Ronnie Stanley, offensive tackle for the Ravens, running back. Cowboys used to have back 10 years ago. DeMarco Murray. Okay. Another Bishop Gorman High School player, just a powerhouse high school. So he's really highly recruited coming out of there. When he got to Michigan State, part of his problem is the durability. That's why he fell to the sixth round. So if he's got this this air sensor, this this situational awareness, and he's got this big playability, then why is he still around in the sixth round? Because his durability is a factor. He never played a full season at Michigan State. He played 26 games out of a possible 46 there that he could have played. Wow. And then 26 games, he had 86 catches, 1,454 yards, and 12 touchdowns. But in four seasons, you got to play more than 26 games. It didn't just happen as a freshman or sophomore year. The injury thing has plagued him every season. And after four seasons, the scouts and the GMs look at you as being a problem, an injury problem. And that dropped him down. Also, contested catches. Not necessarily dropped passes. More Catching the ball in contested areas and having the defender knock it out of his hands. He has to work on that because you got to, in the NFL, you got to get the contested ones. Yeah. You can't just get the wide open catches. You talk about big playability and you talk about kind of injuries limiting what could have been a bigger potential and maybe a higher draft slot. And I'm going to throw a name out that immediately came to mind when you said those two things. Rondale Moore, the kid from Purdue who's now with the Arizona Cardinals. Right. Do you see a similarity in those two players? And do you think if he can stay healthy, he can become like a Rondale Moore type guy who had a, a heck of a rookie season with the with the Arizona Cardinals? He's definitely got the speed for it. He ran a four three seven, and then at his a pro day, I think he ran a four five. So there's kind of questions about his speed. His nickname his whole life has been Speedy Nailer, Ted. That's what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Speedy Naylor <laughs> takes you back to the 80s a little bit, don't it? <laughs> I don't think he's quite as elusive and shifty as Rondell. Rondell Moore has, like, some Percy Harvin. He's not Percy Harvin, but he has a little bit of that shake and bake. Okay. The thing you're betting on with Naylor is that some of the, you know, drop passes, catching contested passes, his durability and things like that, a lot of his problems, I think, can be fixed by somebody like Keenan McCardo. If you get by all that, one of the best 10 steals in the draft. He has the ability to be a starting wide receiver on your team. You mentioned Keenan McCardell, and it came out after the draft that when the sixth round rolled around, Keenan McCardell was, quote, standing on the table for this guy, Jalen Naylor. I, I was just looking up Rondale Moore's rookie season stats. Last year, he had 54 catches, 435 yards, and one touchdown, which was that 77-yarder against the Vikings where he was 25 yards. Unpro- I mean, he was... Who's covering him? Who the hell is covering him? Start at their own 23. Murray. 
Reverses. Murray. Looks long. He's got a receiver. Moore with a blocker. So you, you take that measuring stick, I guess, for lack of a better word, and let's transfer that now over to the Minnesota Vikings. There are some traits that I think are hard to fix coming from college to the NFL. I, I think quarterback accuracy is something if, if a guy has a poor completion percentage in college as a quarterback, it's not going to improve in the NFL because the windows to complete a throw are so much smaller. If a guy has drops as a wide receiver, it feels like that is something that is very difficult to correct. Do you think that is something that can be corrected? I think it is. If you're gun shy, if you're like, you know, got it up here, it's a mental thing. It's kind of a bitch. Mm-hmm. But if you watch Naylor, all of his drops, Ted, were because he's letting the ball get to his pads. He wasn't snatching the ball. And I know McCardle's watching the same thing going, yeah, teach him how to use his hands and he's going to be a badass. It's like a quarterback trying to become more accurate in the pros. Accuracy and drop passes are kind of hand in hand with learning, but I think there are some fundamentals that Keenan McCardle can teach him to make him have better hands. And his hands aren't terrible. They're not terrible. I mean, he still catches passes. But like I said, you got to catch the passes in traffic. Yeah. Those are the ones in the NFL that count. And on the other end of the spectrum, you know, we talk about his, his Rondale Moore-like qualities. You talk about a speedy guy that drops a lot of passes. Troy Williamson immediately comes to mind. Chester Taylor and Tony Richardson in the backfield. Tavares Jackson with time. Puts it up deep. He's got a man wide open. And Williamson dropped it. Troy Williamson dropped it. There's quite the the mental image that are about as far opposite as you could get from the potential either way for this kid, it seems like. I think he's going to work out because O'Connell wants to get this guy in the slot and have him run slants and just get him the ball. So let's roll Jalen Naylor over to the rest of the active roster on, on the Minnesota Vikings. Me and the other 54 we have? You can't swing a dead cat without hitting a wide receiver on the Minnesota Vikings roster right now. Your top guys are presumed to be Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, K.J. Osborne, Amir Smith-Marset, and B.C. Johnson, whose season ended last year with a torn ACL in training camp. The other guys on the roster besides Naylor are Dan Chisina, Blake Prohl, Thomas Hennigan, Trista Jackson, and Myron Mitchell. Isn't he a lawyer, Myron Mitchell? <laughs> First of all, overall, I think the depth of this group this year is leaps and bounds better than it was this time last year because you had guys like Dan Chisina and Chad Beebe as, as guys people were thinking could be really something. They're just not. Stop it with the Dan Chisinas of the world. How many years has Dan Chisina been on the practice squad? Uh, 73, I think. He he first came on board when Rick, uh, the year Chuck Foreman was drafted, 1973. Yeah, you're not worried about the guys after Thielen and Jefferson and, and KJ? After Jefferson, Thielen, Osborne, Smith-Marset, no. I, BC Johnson, I, I'd like to see because he's coming off a, off a torn ACL. But if the Vikings are only going with five receivers, I think they're going to go with six. Yeah. So that means Chisina, Prohl, Hennigan, Jackson, Mitchell, and Naylor are fighting for potentially... One spot. Now, say what you want about the Flotsam and Jetsam below B.C. Johnson. But Blake Pro 
Kroll was a pretty decent special teams guy last year, and I would think either him or Chisina. I mean, Chisina saw the field a little bit last year as well. So realistically, you're probably looking at a three-way battle between Naylor, Chisina, and Prohl for that sixth wide receiver spot. What about Tommy Hennigan from Appalachian State? Come on, Ted. He played like 472 games. The guy's 28. (laughs) He's 28 or 29. He played 66 games at Appalachian State. And I'm going, how the hell do you get 66 games under your belt? How old are you? Seven, but I look a lot older. God bless you. He's a 14th year senior. (laughs) (laughs) But he is the son of Joe and Lisa Hannigan. That's important. Okay. I'm sure they're very proud of their son. Anybody who goes to college for that long ought to come out with a title doctor at the end of it. Did you hear I finally graduated? Yeah, and just a shade under a decade, too. All right. You know, a lot of people go to college for seven years. I know. They're called doctors. Where do you see Naylor fitting in this roster depth? Or do you see him fitting in the roster depth? I think he is going to make the team. Do you? Yeah, and here we go. I, I guess it every year, then he ends up working at Togo's by October. <laughs> He's working at AAA Tires or something. Um... If Tina McCardle's pounding the table for Naylor, is he pounding the table for Tommy Hennigan? See, and I, I, that was a great point, and I was going to bring that up. I said, look, I was going to say the one thing I think Naylor has over everybody else, and I want to go back to that quote. If McCardell was pounding the table for this kid. He sees something in this kid. And I'll tell you what, of all the dysfunction in the Minnesota Vikings coaching staff last year, it didn't come from Keenan McCardell. No. That cat can coach. That dude could play wide receiver. He was a great wide receiver when he played with the Jacksonville Jaguars back when they were in a complete tire fire. And if he sees talent in a kid, I would expect that that he is going to get every opportunity to earn a roster spot. Whereas in years before, I wouldn't have thought that about rookies, fifth, sixth, seventh round rookies, unless there was an absolute dire need because of depth at that position. So you think he's going to make the roster? I'm saying that Jalen Naylor makes the final roster. I'm going to say yes simply for the fact if Keenan McCardell believes in you, then I'm going to trust McCardell to think that there's something there and he's going to bring it out of this kid. So I'm going to say yes to the 53-man roster. All right, so that's the main show for this week. We're going to take a commercial break, and we'll come back with trivia and wrap everything up in just a minute. Wyatt and Gary were a little unpopular, so they decided to do a little something about it. She's alive! Alive! I'm going to show you guys the time of your life. It was the biggest mistake they ever made, and the best thing that ever happened to them. It's purely sexual. (laughs) Weird Science, rated PG-13, starts Friday at select theaters. Gibbity, 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 ding dong, gibbity, 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 gibbity
gibbity gibbity. How do you spell that after the gibbity gibbity ging dong giggity? Gubbity 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 giggity giggity. All that made Ted freeze. Oh, I thought he was just holding still. He's frozen. You froze him. Are you ready? Yes, Ruby, I'm ready. Drew, are you ready without interrupting me? Of course not. <laughs> okay, now, don't we say anything. Literally gets interrupted when she said, don't say anything. <laughs> I'm just stupid. Oh, we're just dumb. We're so dumb. All right, there we go. Now Drew can't interrupt me. <laughs> Welcome to Tuesday's Trivia. How you doing, Ted? I'm doing fine, Ruby. How are you? <laughs> Hi, Drew. How you doing? Hi, Lever. How are you? I'm doing good. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this trivia tonight. All right, this week we have Weird Science. Nailer? I hardly knew her. <laughs> Other NFL players named Jalen and not weird solar system science. All right, let's get started with weird science. You guys are shooting for 12 out of 16, right? Yep. No, no, we're shooting for 16 out of 16. Good luck with that. Here we go. <laughs> Which band wrote the theme song for the movie? Oh, Boingo, Boingo. Yes. Yeah! They're touring right now. Are they really? Yeah. Nursing homes? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. All right, for 200, Weird Science is set in the fictional town of Shermer, Illinois. What other John Hughes film was set in this city? The Breakfast Club. 16 Candles. Yes, it's 16 Candles. 16 Candles, The Breakfast Club, and Weird Science all were shot at the same high school. The high school scenes are all from that one high school. Oh, That's really? correct. But only Weird Science and 16 Candles were specifically set in that city. So, but you, you got it anyway, so it doesn't got matter. got two for two, Tunes. We're on catnip fire. All right. Anthony Michael Hall skipped a chance to reprise his role in what film so he could do weird science? Vacation? Yes. Vacation. European vacation. That is correct. Bonus. What was Rusty. his name? Yeah. Rusty. Rusty. <laughs> Rusty, yes. yes. All right. For 400, Anthony Michael Hall and Robert Downey Jr. later worked together in 85 and 86 on this sketch comedy TV show. Saturday Night Live. Yes, I don't remember that at all. All right, Nailer, I hardly know her. <laughs> this category is actually about lesser known Viking players. Oh no, oh boy, oh geez. Here we go. After Ron Yuri retired, this player replaced him at right tackle. Was that Tim Irwin? Yes, it was, very good. I gotta go arm slap on that. That is some good knowledge by uh, terrible Ted Glover. All right, 200. This player started out his career as a backup to Herschel Walker, but that changed when they let Walker go. Scotty Graham? Uh, no, no. Incorrect. Uh, Alfred, was it Alfred Anderson, maybe? Incorrect. Terry Allen. Oh, good that one, Drewster. Correct. Well done. Good job. All right, for 300, this DT played alongside Randall and Dolman, registering 640 tackles, 56 sacks, and eight fumble recoveries. Would that be Henry Thomas? I think it is. Yes! You guys are killing it! Big Hank, Ted! Big Hank! Great player! Great player. All right, this player was Robert Smith's change of pace back during his four years as a member of the Vikings. You say it, Drew. He went to your school. Leroy Horde. That is correct. He went to Michigan? He did. Yes! Yes! It was funny because Horton Smith, Michigan-Ohio State, 
Leroy, if you need three, I'll get you three. If you need seven, I'll get you three horn. The best football quote ever. It was, wasn't it? <laughs> he was a damn good player, man. He was, man. He was a damn good player. That was a great, that was just a great running back tandem. They're still really good friends to this day, too. They kneel each other on Twitter all the time. All right. Moving on to other NFL players named Jalen. So I'm going to show you a picture and you just name the player. Okay. okay. Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> that is correct. That was so beautifully done by Jason. Oh, that's funny. Okay, here we go. Name the player. Jalen. It's not Jalen Hurts. I, I don't know who that is. Jalen Williams. That is Jalen Mills. Oh. Philadelphia Eagles. All right. Who is that? Jalen Horned Frog. What Jalen went to TCU? Jalen... I believe this is the guy that was picked instead of Justin Jefferson. Jalen Rieger. Yes. yes. All right, last one. God, God they took Jalen Rieger over Justin Jefferson. That's Jalen Hurts. That is Jalen Hurts with the awesome hairdo. Jeez, dude. So this has nothing to do with football or anything. This is just totally our solar system. What is the largest star in the solar system? It's the sun. Yes! <laughs> I thought I was going to say it's me. <laughs> what planet is closest to the sun? Uh, I believe that would be Mercury. Yes, that is correct. Mercury. Jump on my back, nerd! Let's go! <laughs> Which planet was declassified in 06? Porto! There you go. <laughs> Good job, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> what is the largest planet? Jupiter! Drew, you got it! <laughs> Thank you guys for playing. We will see you next week. We nailed it tonight. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ruby. Thank you, Tensis. All right, that'll about wrap it up for episode 63. We talked weird science. We talked Jalen Naylor. I barely know her. We had some great nerd trivia at the end. And, and we, we even avoided the planet Uranus. Yes, we did. Don't forget, we're not going to have a show next week because I'm not going to be around. Folks, thanks so much for watching. Thanks so much for commenting, uh, liking, subscribing. Like Drew said at the beginning of the show, we're over 9,000 subscribers. That just amazes me. Thank you so much. We got a lot of great stuff coming in the offseason. It's, it's the dead period for a lot of people, but the, but the trains keep rolling here on Vikings Report with Drew and Ted. We got a lot of great stuff coming up. We got some contests. We got this... Uh, draft and depth chart segment we're going to run all the way up through training camp of course we'll hit the vikings news and other stuff as it happens but for now we'll try to do better the next time drewster take us home thank you ted thank you for being a great host once again and i'm glad we did a little weird science tonight thank you for liking and subscribing to our show thank you for being here for episode 63 we have a great time we're having fun doing this if you have something you want to hear for the show if you have questions for the show or a segment you think would work for you that you want to hear, write it in the messages below. And remember, we start our contest this week. Contest starts this week for the Rook Dog Challenge. Get signed up for that. Ted, be safe fishing. And uh, that's all I got for tonight. So say good night, Ted. Good night, Ted. Bump, bump. When you get the script and you get the concept, was it at all unnerving when you knew she was going to show up? and be gorgeous and awesome and you know was there I, I imagine having never been a teenage boy that there might have been some jitters 
I could have killed them in the shower scene because they had the giggles. I had band-aids here and little Polish military underwear and they couldn't stop laughing. And so what should have taken only a, about an hour took a few days. Yeah. <laughs> Which we were really sad about. Like every, everybody was just hoping that would go by so quick and it didn't. <laughs> 